So Congress is introducing a new 100% financing FHA loan for first responders and teachers. It's called the Helper Act. And today we're going to talk about how you should be talking about the Helper Act and how to build an interest list of consumers that are interested in this, this new bill or this new loan once it gets introduced or once it gets approved. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm super excited about this because these there are rare opportunities in this business to get in front of a story. Um, and I've done it several times over the last 15 years. And, um, and I'm telling you right now, this one has the potential um, to really give your business a big boost and really give your, um, your exposure and your online presence a really big boost. So let's go ahead and talk about this. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about newsjacking and what is newsjacking and how do we take advantage of it. Um, then we're going to talk about what makes a niche because this is a very, this is a very good niche. This covers all of the bases for what niche marketing is and what makes niche marketing great. Uh, then we're going to talk about what the Helper Act is, what they're proposing, um, how it's for, uh, how it's structured, what the terms are, um, who it helps, and um, we're going to share as much as we know from the wording of the bill. Um, and then this is where it gets fun. We're going to use ChatGPT to create a content strategy um, to basically blast out the fact that this program could be coming to market. And, um, and if you're interested, you can put your name and your email here and we will notify you when this loan is available. And, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. This is a really, really cool strategy, and I'm excited to dig into this today. So let me let me get smaller here so you can see this. So let's start with newsjacking. Um, this is straight off of Google um, from the Oxford uh, Language Dictionary. Um, newsjacking is a noun in marketing, and it says the practice of taking advantage of current events or news stories in such a way uh, as it helps uh, such a way as to promote or advertise one's product or brand. Now, we're not overtly, uh, and it says timing is everything when it comes to newsjacking. I don't know where it pulls that out, but it absolutely is. That's the whole point of newsjacking is your timing. And that's right now is the perfect time to start talking about this. So uh, newsjacking examples that I've done in the past um, that I wanted to share. So this has been over the last 15 years on Find My Way Home. And we've had a couple of really standout, um, really standout things that we were able to get in front of. And the first one was back in 2008, 2009, after the last crash, um, there were a bunch of first-time homebuyer tax credits that came out. Uh, there was a tax credit that came out and then they modified it. And I started writing about that and I got in front of that and we saw a huge spike in traffic on our website and a huge spike in people getting on our list um, that wanted to know more about that. And then when those laws were passed, and so if you remember back then, it was like an $8,000 tax credit that uh, wasn't forgiven. You had to pay it back or maybe it was 7000 And then um, I think Obama came into office uh, at that time and they changed it. So then you didn't have to pay it back and people were angry, but it was great news. There was it was in the news. Everybody was talking about it. 
and it made the headlines. And we were in front of that story, and uh, and we got a lot of traffic from that. Um, buying after financial hardship, I started writing about how to buy again after bankruptcy, foreclosure, short sale, and deed in lieu in February 2011. Uh, and for about six or seven years, we were buried with people that had got past their waiting periods because most of them were doing the research way before they were ready. And I was the only one talking about it because nobody else wanted to talk about helping people that went through bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. But the bottom line was there was just a little waiting period, a little waiting period, a little documentation. And we dominated that. We had tens and tens of thousands of visitors um, that came. Well, we had... We had over 10,000 visitors a month uh, for a couple of years just on that article. Um, that was a really big one. The CARES Act. Um, the CARES Act, uh, when, when, when COVID hit, um, a lot of people got internet famous on the CARES Act. Uh, I know a lot of YouTube influencers in our industry um, that got their, they got their, um, their exposure and their attention uh, when the CARES Act came, when everybody was going into forbearance. Um, student loan forgiveness uh, is a really big one that's going on right now. Um, but student loans in 2015, when they changed the guidelines, I got out in front of that. We wrote a lot about that. And even today, we probably get three or 4,000 visitors a month to our website for people that are trying to qualify for a loan because they have student loans. And now the Helper Act, to me, feels like one of those that are on par with some of the biggest stories that we had newsjacked and got out in front of over the last uh, like years or so. So let's take a look at this. So what makes a niche? This is a really important question because you heard the term there's riches and niches and, and, and it's 100% true. And, and the, the reason it is, if it's niche so it's the difference between creating content on what is an FHA loan? Well, every VA in the Philippines has written an article for every mortgage website on the internet about what an FHA loan is. That's not anything that anybody really, like, like you're not going to be found. There's a sea of mediocre content about general topics out there. But when we start writing or when we start creating content about very specific niche things, um, then you're attracting the person that has that exact problem. They're aware of that problem and they're looking for a solution. So most niches, the consumer already knows um, what they're looking for and they're just looking for somebody to explain it to them or help them understand or help them take the next step. So on episode 20, um, of this podcast, you can go back on um, on the YouTube channel or you can go on Spotify. Episode 20, I did a, 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 a episode called uh, Attract the Loans You Love. And that was a whole episode about niches, um, about different types of niches, loan niches, demographic niches. And we kind of have a little bit of both of those. We have the demographic niches of the people who are eligible for this uh, Helper Act loan program, uh, which is teachers and first responders. Um, and then we also have, there's no demographic niche there, but we have a loan program niche, which means that you must meet certain 
certain criteria in order to qualify for this loan. Think uh, USDA VA. USDA and VA, you have to either be a veteran to qualify for a VA loan or USDA, you have to live in a USDA eligible area. That's different from conventional and FHA. So that's, that's part of what we're talking about here. Um, and then the most popular niches that I've had on our website that get the most traffic um, are any borrower that has a regular hours uh, or a regular income, uh, unusual hours or unusual pay methods like uh, hazard pay or overtime or, um, you know, firefighters, sometimes they work two, three days in a row and then they have two days off. Um, these types of, of non-straight W-2 calculation, divide by 12, whatever you do, Anything that's outside of that, the call centers are going to have trouble with. They're not going to know how to calculate income and overtime and irregular pay um, and different things like that. So that makes this particular program a really, really good niche because the demographic, the professional demographic that we're talking about, they have all of those things. They work unusual hours. They work long shifts. They have lots of time off. Sometimes they work for multiple places. If, uh, you know, if you're talking about teachers, they teach summer school. So that's an extra pay that they get only a certain time of year. So there's so many reasons why this is so niche that if you can get in front of this and be the expert in this program and be the expert in how to qualify, who qualifies and how to qualify for this program, you are going to benefit from this program. And this, if they pass this bill, it's going to be available for five years. So if you start working on this now and it gets passed in the next few months, you're going to have a solid five-year run, at least a few years run, because you're going to be in front of everybody on this thing. And you're already, if you do this right, uh, you're already going to have a big list of people that are interested in this and they're just waiting for the shoe to drop. So let's talk about the Helper Act and what the heck this thing is. So, uh, there, there's actually, there's two, there were two bills that were introduced, one into the House, uh, one in the Senate. So in the House, it's called H.R. 3172, and it was actually introduced um, on 513-2021. It was introduced, and then it was referred to the House Committee on Financial Services. Uh, the Senate bill uh, was S-2981, and that was introduced in October 7th, 2021. That was introduced, read twice on the Senate floor, and then referred to the Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban, De Urban Affairs. Now, um, just last week, uh, uh, Marco Rubio, I believe, uh, who is the one who sponsored uh, the Senate bill. Now, here's another thing about this Senate bill. This is a very, very bipartisan bill. Um, the Senate bill was, uh, was introduced by uh, one Republican and two Democrats. Uh, there's like 173 uh, uh, um, uh, House of Representatives uh, that uh, uh, members of the House that are supporting this bill, all bipartisan. So there's a lot of signs that this thing isn't going to die uh, in the water. Uh, so on May 10th, just last week, uh, uh, Marco Rubio and Ossoff and Brown, uh, the original 
the original senators that introduced this uh, in 2021 reintroduced this bill to the Senate floor, and they're trying to push this thing forward. So it's got a lot of momentum. Uh, it's hitting the news. People know about it. So this is a really good opportunity to get in front of this thing. So what the heck is it? Um, so this is straight from the bill. Um, this bill establishes a program administered by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, so HUD, um, to provide mortgage assistance to law enforcement officers, elementary and secondary school teachers, K through 12, firefighters, and other first responders. Uh, specifically, these individuals may be eligible for a one-time mortgage on a primary family residence with no down payment and no mortgage insurance. Are you interested? <laughs> I certainly am. Uh, this is really, really interesting, especially when you see how this thing is put together. It's essentially a VA loan um, for first responders and K through 12 teachers. So, uh, okay. So this is, so the proposed loan program, so this is the bill um, and it's basically an FHA, um, it's an FHA loan for, for first responders. Um, who qualifies for this? Uh, so these screenshots, I'm going to give you this resource and I'm going to give you links to all the bills. So I'll put a, in the description, you're going to get links to this stuff so that you can do your homework, do your research on your own and create your own content around this. Um, but this was a really cool website that I found. I think it was a mortgage company that, that put it together, but it, there's no advertising anywhere on it. Um, but they did a really good job with this. So who qualifies? Um, 3 million elementary school teachers and 1.3 million um, uh, secondary uh, teachers and educators. So uh, pre-kindergarten teachers qualify, K through 12 teachers qualify, and K through 12 special education teachers qualify. College professors will not qualify for this. Postgraduate educators and teachers assistants do not qualify. Now, also know, know that this is a proposal. So it is proposed under these terms it may change when it goes to HUD. It may change in, in the House or the Senate. Um, there could be modifications that go to, uh, that happen to this. So what I'm talking about right now and what all of our content is going to be is this is how it's proposed now. So one of the strategies with newsjacking is this isn't a one and done story. This is a story that you are going to continue to follow and that you're going to continue to put out regular updates because I want you following these bills and following the progress of these bills uh, so that so that folks know what's going on because you're going to build a list, you're going to engage that list. And so then if it happens, you're going to do it. If the bill doesn't pass, you have another, you still have a list of, of first responders and teachers that want to buy a home and they're concerned about down payment. So you still have the ability, if it's bad news, it's still good news because you've got a list of interested people that you can talk to and say, hey, let's try to figure out another solution here. Um, police officers. So there's 812,000 law enforcement officers in the United States that this is going to benefit. Uh, there are 333,000 firefighters. Uh, that uh, that can benefit. And they even made a point here that as of 2022, the median home price in the US is over 400,000. The medium salary of a firefighter is 52,000. So 
they should be able to qualify for the first time home buyer um, for this program. Uh, let me see, what do we have? EMTs. Uh, so we have EMTs here, 209,000 emergency medical technicians um, and also paramedics. So they include EMTs and paramedics. Uh, that's probably, I'm not super familiar with the schooling um, that goes on uh, uh, to be whether an EMT or a paramedic. I don't think it's the same licensing, um, but they're saying uh, EMTs, paramedics. So think ambulance drivers first responders, this kind of thing. So here are the proposed, uh, here are the proposed loan terms. So you can only work in one of those professions. So you have to work in a, in an eligible profession to be, to, to be considered for this loan program. It's an FHA loan. Okay. So think FHA financing, think FHA guidelines, um, but there's not going to be any down payment. So it's a little bit like the 203, um, what was that? The 203. Now it's not the age. It's the, um, the emergency, the disaster relief program where, um, they basically waive the down payment requirements, uh, 203. I can't remember what it is now. Uh, 203H is the normal pro FHA. Um, can't believe I can't remember that because I've written a lot about that program too. Um, now it it I've seen in a couple places that it mentions that it's a first time homebuyer program, but I don't know. Uh, it doesn't specifically say first time homebuyer in that program that I showed you, uh, or in the um, the page that I showed you that was the announcement uh, from the senator Marco Rubio's website. Um, it mentioned first time homebuyer in there, but I couldn't find the words first time homebuyer anywhere in the bills. So I don't know if it's you have to be a first time homebuyer. You have to work full time for four years in that role. Now that's the wording that's in the bill. So I don't know. I, I think it, I would consider that the same profession. Like you don't have to work for um, the same ambulance company if you're an EMT, the same police department if you're a police officer, same fire department. But I think you have to have been employed full time for four years in that profession. That was one of them. There are no uh, geo restrictions. So there's no geographic restrictions. This program would be available anywhere in the United States, um, but it is going to follow FHA loan limits. So you're going to have some FHA loan limit caps that you're going to run into potentially. Uh, now, here's what they're proposing. I've seen both 3.5% and 3.6% as an upfront mortgage insurance premium with no monthly mortgage insurance premium. It's still FHA. You're still going to roll that into the loan amount. Um, but instead of charging, instead of having like 1.75, it's going to be 3.5 with no monthly mortgage insurance. So that's really interesting. 6% uh, seller concessions, 100% of your closing costs can be covered by the seller concessions under this program. And once this loan gets approved, if it, if it, if it becomes law and it gets approved and HUD adopts this, um, who knows how long it's going to take for them to put it together and roll it out to everybody. Um, but it's going to be available for five years uh, from the the date that it's that that it's uh, that it's available to us. So it's only going to be a five year program. 
So the cool thing is this thing already has built-in scarcity into it. So the niches on this are just crazy. The other thing is, is it's a one-time use. Um, the one-time use is uh, like you can only use it one time. <laughs> Obviously, that's what one-time use is. Uh, but they can't use it multiple times. So how can it be used? It can be used to purchase construction or repair a, a, a single-family residence, including a one-family dwelling unit in a condominium project, so a condo, um, or a manufactured home on a permanent foundation. Okay. Um, so this is, so I put this in here because I have no idea what this means. Um, the, we're going to need to get clarification on this, but again, because we're only, we don't, you're not approaching this as you know, everything that's going on. You're approaching this as you're paying attention to everything that's going on. So you don't have to have explanations or understand um, some of the things in this bill. And sometimes it's better to bring this stuff up um, because once you get clarification for it, uh, clarification on these things, then you can go back out to your audience, create a new piece of content, push it out there that says, hey, I got clarification on that thing that sounded a little scary. And this sounds a little bit scary. So um, it says that the residents securing the mortgage shall be occupied during the term of the mortgage by the mortgagor as the mortgagor's principal resident. So let's turn that into English. Um, you have to live in the home, right? So no, no, no non-owner occupied. Now, that doesn't really bother me because it's an FHA loan. It has to be owner occupied in order to do an FHA loan. But then there's this second piece that says the mortgager shall certify compliance with subparagraph A above um, upon execution of the mortgage and annually during the period specified in such paragraph. So essentially what it's saying is that they're going to, and this was pretty popular with some bond programs, at least in California when I was, when I lived in California, we did a lot of the Cal HFA products. Um, there were certain programs that they would have somebody go out to the house once a year and make sure you still live there. So I think what that sounds like, because you can, you can go buy another home and rent out your home with an FHA mortgage on it now, but it doesn't sound like you're going to be allowed to do that here. So you're either going to have to sell the home and pay off the loan or refinance the loan, um, into a different product, a, a, a regular FHA loan uh, or a conventional loan, whatever makes the most sense at the time, uh, if you're going to move out of that house. And I don't know, it didn't mention anything about penalties, so I have no idea what that even looks like. Um, just not sure. So uh, chat GPT content, uh, chat GPT content strategy. Uh, this this is actually, um, this is where this gets really interesting. So I'm just trying to decide if I should make this a long episode or if I should break this up into two. You know what? I want to spend a lot more time on the chat GPT content strategy. So I'm going to save this and I'm going to publish this on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to publish the second half of this. So 
what we talked about this morning is something you should be super excited about is newsjacking the helper act. And now that you kind of understand the program, again, I'm going to put all the links in there on Thursday. I'm going to show you how to use chat GPT. We're going to upload the bill in a chat GPT. We're going to ask it to summarize it. We're going to have it write blog posts for us, write video scripts, um, promote the blog posts on social and create um, super niche Facebook ads. Um, and then we're going to show how all of that leads the call to engagement on all of this content we're going to create is to get on a list so that we can notify you once this bill or once we have more information on this bill. So I am going to go ahead and wrap this up here um, and make this short and sweet and get this out here. Um, but on Thursday, I'm going to go through this ChatGPT content strategy in detail, and I promise you're going to be blown away. And this thing is going to completely take um, your whole thought process around these things to the next level. If you're not already thinking this way, if you're not already thinking out long game into the future and trying to get in front of these sort of things, I'm hoping that this exercise builds that muscle so that when these things happen, because listen, here's the bottom line. Um, yes, interest rates are high. Yes, the market is tight, but lenders lend. That's what they do. They're always going to come up with a way to, to lend money. And they're always, and, and the government's always going to figure out a way um, to help people with housing. So by us as professionals staying in front of these things and recognizing these things as they come out, um, we can get in front of these things and we can really, really amplify uh, our reach, our reputation, and our trust with our content. So um, I hope I piqued your interest. Uh, check back in on Thursday. Uh, give me a couple of days. I'm going to put the, the second part out so that it's easier to consume. And I'll give you all of the prompts that I'm going to use so you can replicate this strategy um, exactly the way that I'm going to show you. And in the meantime, um, I am doing this myself right now, and I am building my own list and my own lead capture um, using lead pops. And uh, that might even be a completely different video um, after this one, because I really want you to embrace this. I want you to wrap your hands around, you wrap your arms around this, recognize the opportunity, and I want you to take action. So that's what I got for you today. Thanks for watching. Um, I hope um, I hope this is uh, I hope this is interesting to you because um, I am telling you anybody that does this now is going to be super grateful in the future whether this bill passes or not. This is an excellent exercise at newsjacking, list building, and growing your business in a challenging market. So that's it, folks. We'll see you next time.